please welcome to our morning show an individual who's no stranger to KMLJ or anyone close to the state of Minnesota. Please welcome Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. And are you, um, were you up late with that Vikings loss last night, Governor? Oh, that was a heartbreaker, wasn't it? I'm telling you. That was hard to watch. (laughs) The last 63 seconds, my goodness. But you know what? It is what it means to be a, a Vikings fan and we're just gonna we're just gonna come back and and keep cheering them on. Indeed, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan is here with us this morning, and the governor rolled up his sleeves back in September to receive the latest COVID vaccine shot. However, that shipment had not arrived. I'm wondering if you can update us on uh, how we're doing with shipments to pharmacies and different uh, places like North Point Health and Wellness Center with those looking to get the COVID vaccine, the newest version today. Sure. So uh, the governor was able to get his COVID vaccine just a few days later, um, which is is uh, great news. Um, I got my COVID and flu shots at the same time at uh, the U of M's Community Health Clinic, and it was a seamless and great experience. And now there should be uh, COVID vaccines available uh, everywhere by the by the end of the week. So. Um, as we're thinking about gathering back together with um, with family and friends for the holiday season, this is the time uh, to, to get boosted um, and to make sure that you're protecting yourself, but also protecting your loved ones um, who might be Im- immunocompromised or have other health conditions. We're talking with Lieutenant Governor Peggy, Peggy Flanagan about COVID uh, vaccines. Can you tell us if this latest round will be subsidized some way by the state of Minnesota or even the federal government? Sure. So these are the the first uh, COVID nineteen vaccines to be commercialized. Uh, so that means that there there may be costs associated with receiving them. Um, but many places, like community clinics, don't charge patients with insurance or only charge a small couple dollar fee uh, for uninsured patients. Um, but we want to make sure that people, of course, uh, you know, speak to their health insurer before scheduling an appointment to confirm whether they have to pay or not. Um, but, you know, Minnesotans have been telling us that the cost is zero to slim, which is, you know, more reason to, to get your vaccine. But if you're worried about um, the cost, you certainly can uh, go to vaccines.org and try to find um, a clinic near you that offers them at, at no cost. But our hope is uh, that um, everyone who needs a vaccine can can go ahead and get one. I wonder if the uh, the money portion of this is contributing to my next question because as late as just uh, four weeks ago, the take rate on vaccines uh, seems to be extremely low, 7% among adults. Mm-hmm. How serious is, is it for us here in Minnesota? Well, I think, you know, recently we've seen an, an increase in people receiving their updated COVID-19 vaccine Um over uh, 700,000 or 13% of Minnesotans had received a dose as of mid-November. Um, but we do know how important it is. And I think we have all been through it. We've been through um, just real trauma. And I think many of us, myself included, have lost loved ones due to COVID. And it is it is easy to try to... Um, you know, to try to act as if it's no longer with us. Um, but the fact is that it is. And so as much as we can, um, you know, uh, just remind ourselves uh, that we need to take care of ourselves and others. And I would say in particular, I know for myself as the mom in the family and the person who takes care of uh, a lot of things from day to day, sometimes I don't always take care of myself. And so 
this is just a, a good reminder to, to take care of yourself and to take care of your family, um, you know, making sure that, that you're doing well and, and have what you need is one of the best ways to make sure that you're sticking around um, for, you know, for your loved ones as well. And especially if you have, again, those underlying conditions, if you're immunocompromised, you know, I have asthma, and so it's really important to me as soon as it's available uh, that, you know, I was able to, to take that vaccine. And to know that, um, you know, it takes uh, it takes all of us um, pulling together to, to do this, and, and there are disproportionate outcomes with COVID, uh, especially for uh, the Black and Native community. And this is one way that we can make sure that we have um, you know, that we're strengthening our communities and also that we're going to be around in the long term for the people that we love. Uh, and if there's no other better, you know, I think uh, motivation for, for taking the vaccine than that. So what can we do? I mean, you just talked about that motivation and you used your own life experiences as an example. I know we talked earlier, uh, maybe a year or so ago, about uh, the children and how your, your family, how you were concerned about uh, COVID and uh, talking with your children about that, especially with lower income communities where the vaccine rate is just one, it's just one in five adults and even lower for children. What can you say from your perch as Lieutenant Governor to uh, talk about the real importance of not uh, succumbing to the vaccine fatigue, but make sure that you take the vaccine? Well, I think, you know, the the most credible messengers are the people that you trust in your neighborhood and community. And, you know, you've seen that in the past where, um, you know, family members talking to family members, me uh, in a lot of faith communities, right? We have a lot of pastors who are talking to, um, you know, the, the folks that, that they serve. And I think that that really matters. Um, but I would also just say as someone who has lost a loved one, it is not worth the risk. Mm. There is an inconvenience, right, to you know, to, to get to that clinic and to, to get that shot, but um, protecting yourself and the people that you care about, um, it's worth it. And I would just say, I don't want families to have to go through what we've gone through um, to uh, give yourself that uh, that protection. Um, I, think, I think it matters. And just being willing to be a little vulnerable to have some of these conversations uh, can, can go a long way. Um, you know, and no kids like getting shots. Uh, a few years ago, I'll tell you, Freddie, my, my kiddo might have kicked the nurse as we were getting uh, the flu shot. And so uh, I know that drama, but it also is in the long term, making sure with COVID, but also for, for flu, especially for our little ones who have respiratory, um, you know, disease, uh, that can, can make a, a big difference in keeping them out of the hospital and those, you know, additional costs, but just keeping your, your family happy and, and, and healthy for this holiday season, uh, I think is a, a really important motivator. Makes a lot of sense. And last question, and this is topical news, just changing uh, the scope just a little bit and responding to the Department of Health where uh, agencies are not open when calls are being made, the services or the individuals aren't there. How is the state responding to the Department of Health, uh, I'm sorry, Human Services, where there, there are no people, there are no agencies or a few agencies that are responding to calls? Well, um, I think that is, uh, that is news to me um, in, in, this, in this moment. We certainly want to make sure that, uh, 
you know, the, the Department of Human Services, the Department of Health, um, all of our agencies that provide really vital uh, programming and services uh, to Minnesotans are available, um, you know, and, and if those, there are those concerns, I'm glad that you're raising them. Um, you know, we try to have uh, phone lines accessible. Certainly people can, can go online, but just would encourage folks to, you know, to reach um, out to our office as well. We have a lot of folks in our office who do constituent services. If you can't get through, um, please leave a message and we will we'll follow up um, on every call. We have staff taking calls uh, all the time, um, and we're happy to do that a- as well. All right, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan with us this morning. Do you have a final thought for the holidays? As uh, God, can you believe Thanksgiving is coming up this week? This year just flew by. Um, I, yeah, I would just say this. Um, we did a lot of uh, good work together with community, um, with making sure that we are feeding kids breakfast and lunch at school. Um, we're going to have a paid family and medical leave program for folks so they don't have to choose between a paycheck and caring for themselves or a new baby. And the, the last one is, you know, that I'm looking forward to. It's something I'm thankful for is passing the child tax credit that's going to lower child poverty by a third in the state. But we have to make sure that folks apply for it. So that is what I am focused on in the new year. But I hope that people have an opportunity to celebrate with their families, uh, take care of themselves and, and take care of each other. And I'm just uh, grateful uh, to uh, to be in this role and to be able to be of service and just appreciate the time as always, Freddie, um, with you and all your listeners. Well, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, thank you for answering our call and for being with us this morning early.